Welcome to On Your Terms with Aaron King, a show about living a life you truly love. Here's Aaron. Hi, everyone, and welcome to On Your Terms with Aaron King. What would you say is your money story? The way that your relationship with your finances impacts your feelings of abundance, your feelings of momentum, your feelings of happiness. Well, if you've been like many people and you are wondering what is happening with the stock market, the bear market, the metaverse, inflation, it's a heavy time. And there are a lot of very complex questions around our fiscal future. Well, fortunately for you, I have a podcast episode that is going to get you crystal clear around how you can chase down your dreams, follow those goals you set out for yourself earlier this year, all while also being financially savvy. My guest today is number one national best-selling author, prolific YouTuber, and just an all-around badass guy. Anthony O'Neill has helped over 250,000 people set out on a path towards a debt-free life. He wrote the chart-topping book, Debt-Free Degree. He's reached over 15 million people in 15 different companies through his podcast, The Table. And let me just say firsthand that A. O'Neill keeps it real, relevant, relatable, and incredibly valuable. I will tell you, this episode was recorded live at the EXP Realty event in Orlando, Florida, in front of a huge packed out room, and the heads were nodding, the laughter, the pens were scratching notes frantically, and he just dropped so many phenomenal truth bombs around how we can better manage our wealth and our money mindset, even in these crazy, tumultuous times. So friends, I bring you the one and only Anthony O'Neill. So if you haven't checked out Anthony's YouTube channel, please do. Um, It really, truly is so powerful. And one of the videos you posted yesterday, Anthony, is all about the hottest topic for a lot of us right now when it comes to our personal finances and our professional fiscal situations. He talked about some of the ways we can best prepare for the recession that is tending to head our way at the moment. So one thing I will say, we're going to touch back on the recession in a second, but what I really want to start off by talking about is your origin story. I think a lot of us have a money story of our own. Maybe some of you here in the audience today are intentional around why you have a certain relationship with your money, either personally or professionally. And I know for me, my money story is that my grandparents were Irish immigrants and they came over here. My grandfather was a construction worker. You know, Nana raised five kids on nothing. Um, She always taught us, you know, the power of the Holy Trinity was when times get tough, you believe in the power of God, the power of gratitude, and the power of a little bit of Guinness. So. That's how I was raised. But seriously, in my family, I'm the first woman to have my own money. My mom always had to ask for money, my, my grandmother. And, and so that story for me is really important um, as the first woman in my family to have my own wealth, to have my own control of my finances. And so people do say that money is power. Um, I believe money is energy. I believe money is energy. And I can tell you, whether it's conscious or subconscious, the amount of money in your bank accounts, your fiscal position, it does impact 
your mindset. It impacts how you show up and serve the world, and it matters. And so today we're just so pumped to have Anthony here because he is one of the leading voices in this space to help us feel more powerful about our finances as it pertains to the future of work. So let's wind it back, Anthony. Let's talk about you. Tell us more about your your origin story, your relationship with money. Why why does this matter so much to you? You know, it's something similar to yours, Aaron. And thank you so much for allowing me to be on your podcast. This is uh, I'm a huge honor. But a little bit about my my origin story. You know, I grew up in a very strong uh, Christian faith. Right, I grew up in a very strong Church of God in Christ home. So if anyone knows about Church of God in Christ, right, we was in church every day. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. I mean, down to where we would just practice how to sit people down. They called it ushering, which it makes no sense to me today. <laughs> church on Friday nights was joy night. I'm like, what's joyful about going to church on a Friday night? You know? <laughs> um, but I grew up in a very strong Christian faith home, right? And in, and in that home, I couldn't go to prom, couldn't go to dances. We couldn't talk about uh, we didn't talk about money. We didn't talk about other important topics. The only thing we talked about is when you get paid money, just give 10% to the church. You do whatever you want with the other mm-hmm. 90%. Yeah, no one taught me how to build wealth. No one taught me how to start a business. No one taught me how to invest. So when I graduated high school without the right information, I put myself in about $35,000 worth of debt and made a bad choice in college. And unfortunately, I was homeless, drowning in debt at the age of 19. And I said, there has to be something different to this. And so I said, you know what? Let me do some research. So I started doing some research, uh, found this guy out that a lot of people know by the name of Dave Ramsey. And I was like, yo, this, his message is resonating with me because I wanted freedom. And so I went on to uh, partner with him and to learn a lot with him while I was with him. And so my heart, when it comes to money, is really making financial freedom something popular, cool, and just really be honest, sexy. Like, you That's know, what you're doing. That's exactly what it feels like. No, yeah. mission accomplished. Okay, Thank so you. well done you. All right. In the uh, podcast. Thank yeah. You. And, and thank you for joining us. Okay. So, so, but in, in all seriousness, I mean, we are facing this pretty scary tidal wave. You know, we're entering this bear market. The stock market's fallen, what, like 20%? I mean, 21. We, 21%. You're the expert. Thank you. Um, and, you know, it's, it's interesting. Um, all of us on the other side of the last two years find ourselves in uh, different mindsets around certain levels of fear of what's coming up. Um, your video on YouTube yesterday garnered 11,000 views in a couple of hours. So needless to say, with your press tour, this is a hot topic and I'm, I'm on the team. I want to hear all the things. So let's talk about the, the knee-jerk reaction that we have in times like this. Uh, obviously, it's fearful. It is, it is uh, taking a mindset that we typically have, whether maybe it's, a, it's the illusion of control. It's a feeling of I got this, but that doesn't feel as strong these days. So when we think about reframing that fear mindset, when we think about the fact that, you know, in major chaos, we all know that's where you find the most incredible opportunity. I mean, look at like Warren Buffett in the 80s. Like we know that when there's a gold rush, there's something with pitchforks and shovels somewhere. It just doesn't seem as easy to surface. So how shall we be reframing our mindset about this recession in a way that can make us feel like we're living life a little more on our terms? You know, it's a good question. I tell everyone this up front, just acknowledge where we currently are. You know, don't, don't, don't run from it. Don't try and beat around the bush to say, you know what? Hey, okay, this is where we are. 
And then two, focus on the things that you can control and do not focus on the things that you cannot control. You can't control what the market is going to do, but you can control what your house is going to do. And so for me, I'm telling everyone like, hey, we're in a bear market. Market is down 21%. Uh, but again, though, uh, a diamond has to go through the fire. And so right now, this is the best time for you to assess where you are and figure out, okay, what do I need to do within my family? But then how can I take advantage of this opportunity as well? And so for us who may be working from home, if for an example, okay, how do we take advantage of maybe lowering our expenses, but then prob probably investing into a little bit more things that other people will be scared to invest in right now? And so if we can start investing into that prime example, when COVID hit, I think all of us took advantage of the internet. The internet made more millionaires during COVID than it did pre-COVID. So for me, I'm looking at what opportunities are available. It may be low today, but it's a roller coaster. It's going to go up, it's going to go down, it's going to go up. You don't jump off. You stay on it until it just comes to an end. And so this market is going to last maybe 13 to 24 months, right? And so for me, I'm looking for opportunities. I'm focusing on what I can control and I'm keeping a positive life. I'm saying, you know what? I'm going to invest into this. I'm not going to do this. I'm going to live below my means. I'm going to save a little bit more. Uh, but I'm also looking for areas that I can invest and win in. Back to the basics. Absolutely. Get tough. So for those of us in the audience, you know, this EXP Realty family, we have a lot of entrepreneurial spirits. We have a lot of go-getters. We have a lot of CEOs of our own lives in the audience. I'm seeing a lot of heads nodding. So for those of us that maybe are in a season of you know, it is the other side of a pandemic. We are looking to reinvent, maybe looking to refresh our business model. Maybe we're looking to kind of swivel our strategy. Oftentimes that fear is going to hold us stuck and safe and analysis paralysis. So for those of us that are in this time, like maybe starting a new business. I know when I started my third business, I waited till I had 90 days of my corporate salary in the bank. And I told myself, the minute that money gets to 90 days of my salary, I'm making the move. I'm starting the business. That was my metric. I don't know if that's realistic in these times. I don't know if that's the answer. I'm not a financial expert like you are. But for those of us who are listening and we're seeing this recession happen and we're thinking, you know, I was just going to go travel the world. I was going to open the retreat center. I was going to start the bakery. I was going to do the side hustle. You know, insert dream here. How should we be thinking about chasing down the dream we want while also being fiscally responsible? Good. I mean, you know, here's the thing. Still insert the dream. Still believe. Still have faith. Still pursue the dream. Uh, but I'm reminded of this frog story, Aaron, and it's, and it's a little nasty, but follow me. Follow me. <laughs> Strong start. We're, yeah, yeah, yeah. We're leaning forward. We're you know, interested. We're leaning forward. Now, let me tell you this right now. <laughs> it, it is currently illegal to do this today. It wasn't back when I was in school. Okay, I just want to say that. Um, you know, we didn't dissect frogs back then. We actually boiled frogs. Sick. I know. Uh, <laughs> but my teacher brought us a frog this one day. She put the frog inside the pot, put the water in out of it, put the top on top of it. And she looked at me. She said, Anthony, do not go fast. I was like, okay. And so uh, we went gradually from zero to 10. We go from zero to one, zero to two, Ashley. The frog is jumping around the pot. We go from two to four, the frog is jumping around the pot, right? And we go from four to six. And she says, all right, class, come to the front of the classroom. We're going to learn more about frogs. So we're watching this video. We go back to our workstation. The frog is not jumping. The frog is chilling. It's about to get nasty. Then we go from six to eight. The frog is asleep. We go back to the front of the classroom. We go back to our workstations. 
the frog is asleep. We boil the frog. So I'm 16, 17. I'm a junior in high school and I raise my hand and I'm, I'm crying. And I say, teach, I was, what just happened? And she says, well, good question. She says, class, if you know anything about frogs, frogs get comfortable in the heat. Years went on and I remember during my tough season, during a rough season, when I was watching Warren Buffett win and I looked at everyone, the frog didn't actually die in its sleep. The frog died in its comfort zone. And so what I want to tell people during this season is don't allow your comfort zone to become the very same thing that kills your dreams. Don't allow your comfort zone to become your kill zone. So right now, yes, it seems scary right now. Yes, your dream seems far-fetched. You're nervous. But this is the best time to actually buckle down and just do the six P's, what I teach. Proper prior planning prevents poor performances. Hold on. Start over. What is it? <laughs> six P's. Proper prior planning prevents poor performances. Should we get a round of applause for that? He didn't even <laughs> stutter on that. That was impressive. Yo, so all you do is during this season. Yeah, just sit down, write down the plan. Okay, Mate, for you, it was, I want to get three months of my salary inside of my account before I move. That was a plan before you actually went out there and performed. And for some of us, it may be, hey, you know what? I'm going to step out on faith and I'm going to put a month and a half of salary inside my savings before I step out. Because here's the truth. As business owners, we know we can't get to our full potential if we're only doing it a quarter of the time or part-time. And so if you can get at least, I like your number of three months, and I wouldn't say three months of your salary, I would say have three months of your expenses in your savings account before you step out on your own. That would have been better. That would have been better. Much better for you? <laughs> yeah, you would have gotten that quicker, right? I wish I knew you back then. <laughs> <laughs> but here's the thing, though. It's like you don't want to be too comfortable because you're only delaying what, what, what is for you. You know, and so recently I transitioned um, about a year ago from working with Ramsey's and I was like, yo, I was nervous, but it was my time. It was my season. And because I stepped out of my comfort zone and I stepped into what I call my personal faith zone, I've made more money in that year than I've ever made any year of my entire life. Congratulations, by the way. That's Thank fantastic. You. So. Let's unpack that a tiny bit more. So okay. you're working with Dave Ramsey. He's one of the largest names in personal finance. When everyone was telling you, this is crazy, what are you doing? How did you plug into that, that intuition? How did you reprogram that narrative for yourself? Because I think every person in this room has had a moment where everyone's looked at them and said, that is a crazy idea. I, I know for me, my first two businesses were huge, expensive, exhausting failures. Yeah. When I started number three, everyone said, are you insane? No offense. You don't have what it takes. Mm. And for me, it took a little bit of like a delusional level mm -hmm. of belief in myself. Right. Finally, the third one, you know, one client, we grew to one of the biggest agencies we were acquired last year. But if I had listened to people, I would still be wow. on doing my soulless commute to Irvine, just wondering what could have been. But it's weird because people call you crazy. They say you don't know what you're doing. Tell, me, tell us about that moment for you. Like, what was your anchor? What was your mantra? How did you unleash Anthony O'Neill from that huge empire that you had worked with for so long? Well, you know what? This is going to sound a little arrogant. I love it. But I am Anthony O'Neill. What? You know what I'm saying? So it's like, can we, can we cuss on this page? <laughs> you are fucking Anthony O'Neill. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'm, like, I'm, I'm, I'm Anthony O'Neill. I mean, and, and, and it's like, we're going to go from cussing back to the church side. 
<laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's like, for me, it was like, I was fearfully and wonderfully made. I had the opportunity to serve with who I believe is the guru uh, in the financial space. And I love him and honor him to this day. Uh, but the same God that made him, the same God that made me. And so what I've had to really realize is that I don't have to have 12 million followers like him. I only really need a good 2,000 people to spend about $500 on me to make a million dollars in one year. And so I was like, I got 2,000 people. I can, I can inspire 2,000 people. And so when I stepped out, what I've learned is when people said, oh, you won't make it, what you simply were telling me is I'm just not for you. But there were others out there who I was for. And so I just focus on that. A lot of people try to build up. I focus on if I get you my tribe and my family, I want to serve you the best. I want to love you the best. I want to empower you the best. Because if I serve, love, and empower and impact your life, then you're going to go and spread my message. I have simple seeds that I follow. I focus, I focus on my character. My character produces content. That content produces my, um, uh, my tribe. Then my tribe produces currency. That's all I focus on. And so if I just focus on that, hey, great. But, you know, I got more than 2,000 people, too, though. So good. So character builds content. Content builds currency. Write that down. Character builds content. Content builds currency. There's another book in there. Actually, it's, 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 let me say this one more time so I say it right. It's character builds your content. Content will build the community. Community will build your currency. So good. It's so true. I love what you said when you, you said, you know, some people, I'm just not going to be for everyone. I mean, how many times, do, so many of us, you know, we say, oh, who's our target market? Who's your persona? You know, and it's like, well, Jay Shetty was on stage yesterday and he's got 11 million followers. His people is everyone. But not all of us are monks, all right? Like, it's not, everyone is not for you, and that's okay. And I will tell you guys this. My third business that I started building was a social media agency. If you guys know anything about social media, anyone with a dang Facebook account can be a social media expert, okay? So we started doing social media for all these companies. It wasn't until we decided to be specifically for live events only. We passed everything else, reputation management, personal branding. We passed it off, passed it off, passed it off. If you were not a live event, we were not for you. And it was really hard because I didn't save 90 days of living expenses. I just did the 90 days of the salary. <laughs> so it was really hard to say no to money. It's hard to say no to money. But when we said no, we ended up landing one of the biggest events in the world, the Oscars. And that one client ignited a huge momentum that if we had said yes and been everything to everyone, nothing to no one. We've heard this advice. And I think the best way that I knew how to do that is back to my Nana from Ireland. She would tell us when, you know, the kids in school are bullying you and you're just feeling like it's hard to be yourself and not be for everyone. She would say, love, it is better to be someone's shot of whiskey than everyone's cup of tea. Whiskey. We're back to church. Amen. Ah, bah, bah. We've I talked like about that. alcohol, church, God. We had the F word. Welcome to the show, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome, Welcome to the show. the show. You picked the right room. But so, you know, that's easier said than done. So tell us about, for, for the people in the audience that are writing uh, ferociously around what you do, you know, if you're trying to be a creator, if you're trying to launch your own company, you know, how did you figure out who you were for? Because I did notice on your website, that you actually really have honed in on your target market, um, focused on people that are in a season of single, looking for love. And I thought that was so interesting because so many of us, you know, we think, oh, like when we grow up and we get married, we have kids, like 
then we'll be adults, right? Then we'll make good choices. But why not start right where you are? Tell us more about that. Yeah, you know, I just really realized that a lot of single people, we don't really maximize our single season. You know, so it's like while we're single, we're just enjoying life, having fun, doing what we do. And it's not until we're married then that we really start thinking about, wait, I need to grow up. Wait, I need to save. Wait, I need to think about my kids. And I think it's bad stewardship to for us when we're like, yo, you had all this time. It was just you and maybe a dog, you know. <laughs> Hopefully, hopefully, (laughs) hopefully a dog, you know, and if it's not a dog and if it's just you, you had no responsibilities and you're coming to the the wedding, your marriage, and you're not even in a season of, I got a savings account. I have some investments and all you have is just your good looks and, and, and your talk game. And so for me, I said, you know what, let me focus on singles and honestly minorities. Um, and for me, it's, it's, I have a heart for that because, uh, one, I'm a minority and I just think I, I love, I love to go back to my community and really just teach them things. And as single people, I think I can help the marriage rate. And, and I ain't teaching you how to get a man or a woman because I, I, I'm not married. I'm just teaching you how to steward this season. So when you do get your man or woman, you're in a better place. You're a better, a healthier individual. And here's the thing. Married people don't really rock with me like that. That's fine. <laughs> you know, I mean, it's, it's for me, because I think everyone in the marriage space is they're getting some good advice. Then you have a lot of stuff for teens and, and kids going up. I feel as if us singles in that middle section were overlooked and no one's really talking to us. So I, I talk a lot about dating. I went out on a date. Um, this is being recorded. So let me say this correctly because I don't want her to hear this. And she'd be like, oh, really? Um, <laughs> I went out on a date with a, with a very well-known individual. And um, 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 a part of me was like, so I'm very well-known. I went viral. I go viral every now and then when the video resurfaces, right? But I tell people I have money, but I will only spend 50 to $100 on a date. I don't care about nothing else, right? I'm not taking Managing expectations? Yeah. Okay. No, it, no, I won't even tell her that. Oh, okay. <laughs> so she knew what I said. And I was like, I told my boy, I said, bro, do I take her to like Eddie B's? Like, do you know who she is? He was like, bro, you can do that. Or you can, con- if you do that, you'll contradict what you teach. Or you could be an example of what you teach and spread your message even further. And so I was like, so I took it to this restaurant. I spent $62. She told me, if you would have spent more than $100, I would have not gone out with you again. She said, because you, you contradict what you said, but the $62 dinner was dope. I was like, that's what's up, yo. So I just love encouraging single people, man, you know, just really making money relatable to us where we are. We spend a lot of money on dating, clothes, and outfits. I have on Gucci shoes, but this is a pair of Walmart, you know, pants, and they look good. I have on a vino lotion, 10 bucks. You know, I'm just trying to teach the single people how to maximize the single season. Okay, I love the dating story. I also want to know where you got dinner for $62. are you no you're married so (laughs) it doesn't count it it, it doesn't it doesn't it doesn't count to you but I mean for real it's like I I take notes when I'm dating you know I take notes of what she liked she mentioned one thing that she liked I knew the owner of the restaurant okay I text him I said yo bro I'm about to come through have a date it was like bet and uh, that's what everyone said that's the date they were like he nailed it he nailed it but it's it's so good that I, I love that you're focusing on singles because the number one thing that couples fight about is what? Nice and loud. 
Money. Money. And it's interesting, like when you're single, there's no one to fight with. Like Raven's not going to get in a fight with you about the biscuit costs, you know? like She sure ain't. <laughs> I love it. So, so let's talk for a second about, you know, you have, you have so much knowledge, so much experience, so much you've learned through your journey. Let's talk about the future. Any big predictions that you have or warnings or sort of like final parting thoughts that you want to leave us with for those of us in the audience that are really redefining who we want to be on the other side of what we just went through the last two hundred years like what 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 would you say is something that you you can see coming or that we should be looking out for yeah man i think we're going to see a lot more internet um entrepreneurs we're going to see a lot more people of digital nomad individuals working from home and building businesses right and so i want to encourage people that while you have this opportunity take advantage of it another one that, that we didn't really talk about i want to bring this up too yeah. though is uh the metaverse area right and so I had an executive on my show from uh, Meta, and she said where Facebook and Instagram was 12 years ago, that's where Metaverse is today. So she was like, I'm encouraging everyone to look into Metaverse and to get their shows, get their businesses, get whatever their message is in, inside of that, because in the next 10 years, it will make multimillionaires simply from doing that. So I love where we are. I'm, I'm done with the whole... Uh, going into the office eight to five every single day. My thing now is even with my company, I have six full-time people who work with me. Um, they all live across America. And so we're from home and I'm even like, mine's a little different. You know, you may not be like this, but I tell my people, we don't work on Fridays. Amen. We do not work the last week of the month and we take off every December for the month. And then I do a sabbatical for two weeks in July. I tell them, hey, you don't have to do the whole two weeks. Just make sure when I come back, we're still up to par. I love that so much. So we are totally kindred spirits. I love it. So our team, we call it T to T. Okay. T to T is we like ease in on Mondays. The minute it's Tuesday, T to T, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, we change the damn world. And then on Fridays, we kind of ease out a little bit. So we call it the T. It's kind of like you kind of ramp up and T to T and you kind of ramp it down. What? Yes. T to T has been the jam. I may take that. It's yours. It's yours, bud. T to T. Oh my gosh, Anthony O'Neill, you are just a treasure. I mean, what you're doing for people online, for marginalized groups, for men, women, dogs, the whole entire metaverse. I mean, you really are making a difference with your impact. Uh, money is power, money is energy. And every time you're showing up and sharing your truth online, you are helping us to feel more empowered, feel more clear and take action. So I thank you. I love your content and I love you. So Thanks for joining us today here at EXP. Big round of applause for Anthony O'Neill, my friends. Incredible. Thank, Thank you. Thank you so much, bud. Thanks a million. You have any questions for Anthony? I don't know if this is allowed on podcasts, but we can do whatever we want. It's my podcast. Um, any questions for Anthony about anything we talked about? I kind of want to hear a little more about the metaverse. Anyone else want to hear a little more about? Yeah, heads are nodding. Okay. So tell us more. When you said, I don't mean to sound like a total idiot, but... I ran a digital marketing agency for 10 years, but I'm like, I'm out. I'm, I'm on Instagram. Like, what's going on? Um, what does that mean when you say, like, this might be a dumb question, but when you, say, when you say go in and claim it, it's just like getting a URL on GoDaddy. Is that what we should go do? Is that what you're talking about? Think of just getting real estate in the digital world, right? Okay. And so it's, it's really what I'm doing right now. I'm having them build out a digital space inside of the, what do you call that thing? The Q? No. The, the thing that goes on, the quest, uh, something like that. Is it the quest? 
Yeah, the virtual reality. Yeah, it's the thing that Facebook came out with. I don't know the name of that thing yet. Um, but I bought it and I went in there and one of my friends actually built a church on the inside. Oh, wow. A full-blown church. And I'm walking in there and I'm literally sitting on my couch and I am in church, giving my offerings, watching him preach. And I, and I, and I text him. I said, bro, how much? I mean, did people really give? He was like, did you give? I said, I actually did. And he literally is is making, uh, he doesn't believe in the building of the four walls of a church anymore. He's like, yo, I want to go to where the future is going. So his church collects tithes and offerings about $100,000 just from that. And so for me, I said, okay, cool. So when she was on my show, you all can watch the show here um, in a couple of weeks. She just said, now was the best time to get in there and learn it. Because she said what Meta, formerly known as Facebook, is doing is they provide the tools we actually build the platform. And so she was like, this is going to make multimillionaires. This will take over Instagram. This will take over TikTok because everyone's going to love to sit at home and just have that opportunity. And so the thing is buy, buy real estate or just get inside of it and put your show, put your business, advertise inside of it. So that way, and I tell everyone this, when I talk about it, you're not going to make money today. You're not going to make a whole lot of money this year. What you're doing is you're getting in early so that way you can have actual real estate when everyone gets in and you're, you're a part of it ahead of, ahead of time. It's such great advice. I'm already thinking, like, what can I go in there and, and do? Thank no, you for that, yeah. that prediction. Um, it reminds me of a friend of ours, uh, Jay Bear, who's a fellow Success Speakers Bureau speaker, I think. I think he's on Success Bureau. I don't know. But he, uh, back in the day, he owned beer.com. Like, yep. he picked up a bunch of the old URLs. And he was in college and uh, a little company called Anheuser-Busch approached him. A little company. To buy the URL beer.com. And he had no idea what it was. And so he actually gave it to them for a lifetime supply of Budweiser. <laughs> so let's not be that guy. Let's, and he, la he tells this story and he's like, if only I would have known. So remember this moment, folks, when Anthony O'Neill told you to go and claim your stake in the metaverse. You heard it here first. EXP Real Day. Hashtag you're welcome. Thanks again. <laughs> Thanks, guys. We appreciate you. Thank you so much for investing your heart, your mind, of course, your time with me here today. And it is my deepest hope that you have gleaned at least a few new nuggets on how to better live a life that you love on your terms. You can subscribe to see all of my weekly episodes. And if you have time, you can send a screenshot of your review of the podcast to onyourterms at erinking.com and you'll be sent a free access pass to my Digital Persuasion Masterclass where you'll learn how to attract attention, increase your influence, and sell smarter from behind the screen. I hope that you'll join me next week for another episode of On Your Terms and until then, let's connect on Instagram at mrs.erin.king. Till next time, friends.